Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. This is Kudzu Radio Hour number 155, recorded Saturday, July 17th, 2021. The show is brought to you, as always, by Springer Mountain Farms. Springer Mountain Farms down in Georgia. Fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts ever. The healthy stuff. Get more information or order online at springermountain.com. That's springermtn.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier for you, but it tastes superior. It really does. Get your Springer Mountain Farms chicken. That Once again, that's springermountain.com. Springermtn.com. Program's also brought to you by that little old band from Los Angeles, the Boxmasters, and they got a great album out called Light Rays, and it's got great reviews, and they're getting ready to tour on it right now, any minute. They've got their tour dates posted on the website, and it's going to be a killer show. Everybody needs to go and see them when they come around, and uh, they have a uh, you can uh, do you can do meet and greets. You can do all kinds of stuff and meet the guys, you know. And uh, everybody needs to meet uh, Bud Thornton, aka Billy Bob, at least once. Great guy. All that information about the album and the tours and everything can be found at the boss. Excuse me, theboxmasters.com. That's theboxmasters.com. Also, be sure to follow them on social media. Facebook and Instagram. Now, JD keeps the Instagram thing up to date with all kinds of cool pictures, current pictures and past past pictures and uh, all, all kinds of good stuff, man. I, I love it. I love to follow them on that. That's theboxmasters.com. Issue number 42 of Kudzu Magazine is out. It is out. Features a cover story interview with the great piano player Chuck Lavelle, former member of the Allman Brothers and longtime touring keyboardist and band director for the Rolling Stones. Uh, also, a brand new conversation with Charlie Starr of Blackberry Smoke about their great new album, Touring and the Return to Live Music. There's an interview with author Jerry Grillo about his excellent book on Colonel Bruce Hampton. A remembrance of the late great Jim Steinman, CD and DVD reviews, book reviews, columns from Electra, the rock and roll hilt chick, uh, Anthony Richardson, aka Big A, and also our co host Billy Eli has a column called The Unexplainable Billy Eli, and he kind of is unexplainable. Be sure to scoot over to YouTube and punch in Ambassador of Southern Rock and visit my channel there. Uh, I post interviews with uh, Southern rockers and music people. Some like Harvey Jett of Black Oak, Arkansas, Jason Ringerberg, uh, formerly of Jason and the Scorchers, but a solo star, got an interview. Uh, Freddie Salem of the Outlaws. Uh, a lot of people have looked at that one. It's, it's a good interview. Freddie's a great guy and much more. Ambassador of Southern Rock on YouTube. Be sure if you want to write to us about any of the stuff that we're doing, magazines, books, um, uh, podcasts, etc. just write to kudzumag, K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G at yahoo.com. 
That's it. So uh, we're going to start things off. The program today is about the band Queen, one of the greatest bands ever. So uh, we're going to start off with kind of a melancholy song. This is a this is like when Freddie was uh, reaching the end of his life and he recorded this. It's kind of frail in the video. But it's just a pretty song called These Are the Days of Our Lives. And I thought it would be kind of appropriate to play that as a tribute to Freddie. It's, uh, it's a goodie. It really is. So, okay. Well, without further ado, here's Queen and we'll be back with the guys in just a minute. Stay tuned. Sometimes I get to feel I was back in the old days long ago. When we were kids, when we were young, things seemed so perfect, you know. The days were endless, we were crazy, we were young. The sun was always shining, we just lived for fun. Sometimes it seems like lately. Yeah. 
All right, that's a good way to start off the program. A little music from the band Queen there. Uh, we are going to be talking about Queen later on in the program. But right now, I want you to please put your two hands together and welcome my wonderful, illustrious co-host uh, from Parts Unknown, also known as Massachusetts, is Billy Eli. And beaming in from Austin, Tejas, We've got both Patrick Beach and Jim Hemphill. Hey, what's going on? We're getting the band back together. All hey, right. y'all. Right. Sounds good. All right, guys. What do you think about the uh, return of live music, boys? I'm, I'm, I'm in favor. I'm, on yeah. all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I experienced I'm excited. myself last weekend. So. All of a, I know. All of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, they're everybody that I like is going to be coming to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. uh, I just saw where Alice Cooper's touring with Ace Frehley opening. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I got to see it. Even if I, you know, I got to get healed in time to go see that, but there's just a bunch of great stuff. Anyway, uh, I did want to say uh, to our listeners, uh, just in case you might not know, if you have an echo device, you can ask it to play the Kudzu Radio Hour on Apple Podcasts. That's an easy way to hear it. Also available on uh, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, just all over the place. So anyway, all right, guys, what I want to do here is I want to, we've got to start our program out. You know, this is like prayer, prayer meeting. So we start out by having a reading from our Bible, which is the Rolling Stone Alt-Rockorama. I need to give a shout out to Scott here, but I can't pronounce his name. Scott Schinder. Is that the name of the author? I don't know. I think so. Schinder, I believe. The alt rock -arama. So today we'll be reading from the top 10 reasons for being a musician. And we can all, we can all, we can all identify with that. Number 10, the easy hours, noon until three-ish. Yes. <laughs> Number nine, all the kids think you're cool. Number eight, free drinks at nightclubs. Yeah, I love it. Some nightclubs. <laughs> Number seven, you get to wear really stupid clothes and call it fashion. <laughs> number six your girlfriend doesn't mind paying the rent now and then really well i don't know about that that's not necessarily number five people always write nice things about you in all your favorite magazines <laughs> yeah. no they don't number four people pay to see you jump around and act like an idiot for 45 minutes every night that's about right Number three, you get to see the country. Number two, people never seem to get tired of hearing you complain. <laughs> and number one, drum roll, please. Number one, the money. Da, 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 da. That should be number one in everything, really. Mm -hmm. I think uh, there might be a little bit of irony in that list. Uh, I think there's a bit of irony of I'm just saying. A touch, a just, touch. just, just a whiff, a suggestion a touch, of a our a, a wee touch of irony, an eye, an eye odor, the, the slightest suggestion. Next up is high fidelity. Yes, high fidelity. You gotta give me three answers to the following question. 
the three best songs of the 1970s. That's wide open. Three best songs of the 1970s, Jim. The 1970s. Just off the top of my head, uh, yep. Se September Girls by Big Star. Uh, Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. Great. And 70s. Oh, uh, Rockaway Beach by The Ramones. Woo, woo. All right, Pat, three songs in oh, the 70s. And and Looking for a Kiss by The New York Dolls. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, a, uh, that's, that's four. That's, that's tied for... <laughs> Tied for three. One point yeah. five. Yeah. Okay. One point five. All right, Pat. Hol ho holidays in the Sun. Pistols. Ooh. Clamp. Clamp down. Clash. Barely seventies, but great choice. It, just barely seventies, but it made it. And boy, this is gonna be kind of tricky. Boy, the album by you two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Suspect device. Suspect device by Stiff Little Fingers. Good wow. Lord. Wow. No wow. Springsteen on the list. <laughs> you guys, yep. you you guys are really, really eclectic. I kind of went with actual really real songs. Uh I mean not real songs. I went with more commercial, <laughs> I guess. Uh mine uh, I said Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. And the number one song of 1975, uh, Roberta Flack, Killing Me Softly. Oh, yeah. She wrote about Don McLean, which brings me to my number one and always has been my favorite song and always will be American Pie by Don McLean. It's my favorite, huh. all-time all favorite song. I just love it. Never get tired hmm. of it. Hmm. But there you have it. And uh, you notice there was no Springsteen or Kiss on my list. Your kiss is on my list. Wait, that's Hall of Notes, isn't it? No, never mind. Um, and there was no Hall of Notes on my list. <laughs> recommendations. We're, we're scooting right along. Recommendations. 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 Patrick, you got, I know you got one. I got two. And uh, well, ain't you lucky? So I'm overcompensating here because I'm undercompensating with my queen recommendations. My first recommendations is a movie. You can watch on Apple TV. A friend of mine recommended it, and I'm sure glad he did uh, because we watched it last night and very, very much enjoyed it. It's called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. His character uh, you see in this opening, the deliberately repetitive opening montage, his character gets up, kisses his wife goodbye, kisses his kids goodbye, <clears throat> gets on the bus with his Metro card and goes to his job at this machine shop every single day, then goes home to his wife who doesn't want to sleep with him. Lather, rinse, repeat. And it's, it's gradually revealed that uh, our mild mannered machine shop manager type uh, has a past that is uh, much less conventional and much more violent and what kicks him off to revert to his past ways is there's a home invasion robbery and they steal a bunch of money, but they also steal this trinket of his trinket of his daughters and that pisses him off. So he sets off on a trail for revenge. It's, it's slowly revealed that he used to be something else entirely, all kinds of fun, exceptionally violent. It, it, he, he gets the crap beat out of him and he does some 
crap beating out of but the the level of violence remind me of the beatings that jesse got so frequently oh yeah bad. um odenkirk's character saul never never got it quite so bad um in in the show but uh, we enjoyed it very much and uh we could have watched it on the plane on the way back from new york but i decided to wait to get home and pay for it rather than watching it for free on JetBlue, because I was busy reading my second recommendation. And that's a book that came out last October called How to Write One Song by Jeff Tweedy. I am not so much uh, a ride or die Wilco fan anymore. I was, I was solid with them for about three quarters of their career, but I don't know. Uh, now their past few records for the last number of years have left me kind of cold, but this this book is highly recommended, including from me, because we're all songwriters here. Um, he's really good company on the page. He's funny. He's self-effacing. And you don't have any eureka moments, but you he tells you things that you know that maybe you just need to be reminded of. Very, very simple things that sometimes can escape you because everybody's got a life. Everybody's busy. Like, put yourself on the path of inspiration, by which he means pick up a guitar or pencil, you know, and just start something. If you don't have an hour, if you don't have two hours, who doesn't have three minutes, you know, just start something. Things like that. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's very short. It's like 140 pages. You can basically read it in a single sitting. And uh, I wasn't 30 pages into it. Uh, before I got out my notebook and my pen and I started writing a song, which could be the next, the season's loser song or is more likely to be the latest in my long backlog that will never get recorded <laughs> in my season's losers. But anyway, those are my two. Nobody you can see on Apple TV. And the book is How to Write One Song by Jeff Tweedy. All right. Sounds good. All right, Jim. I really don't have much, but I'm going to tell you that just the one thing that's been, the one thing that has occupied my very scant free time this week, because um, I've had lots of stuff going on in my life. But I've talked about the Steve Hoffman Music Forums before, which is a place I visit to try to, you know, yeah. maintain my connection with the music world. There's an excellent discussion going on there about REM, and it started with their first single, and they do one song a day. And people talk about one song a day in in chronological order and they're on the third album uh, fables of the reconstruction right now and as part of that um when i had a few minutes i uh, had to spend some time and get my stereo set up back working and i've been pulling out my old vinyl copies of those irs records the first five and listening to them while i did real work and so uh, they're just great and they sound fantastic. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So my, so my, you know, and it's weird to think that the, the majority of the world that knows REM knows them from their 90s material, right? Uh, Out of Time and Automatic for the People were their two biggest records in the 90s. But, but really, to me, it's the first five albums on IRS, uh, Murmur, Reckoning, Fables of the Reconstruction, Life's Rich Pageant, and Document. So those, it, my recommendation is go listen to those on vinyl. Uh, in chronological order and and chronic town and well of course at chronic town uh, the their first ep and uh and ponder uh 
whether or not Fables of the Reconstruction is one of the best, quote, Southern, unquote, rock albums ever. It's not Southern rock as in the genre of Southern rock, but the South is diffused through that record uh, in many, many ways. Lots of the songs are character studies of people that the band knew in, in Athens. And it's a really, you know, really uh, uh, interesting, deep record. Uh, probably I underplayed it in the day. It's probably my least favorite of the five original IRS records, but it's got some really interesting stuff if you sit down and listen. So anyway. Who, pr who produced so do, that? Joe Boyd. <sighs> That's right. Joe Boyd That's produced right. it, who is an Fair American who went and lived in Britain and produced no, no. a lot of folk rock. Fairport. Stuff. Fairport. Yeah. Fairport Convention and some, some, uh, some Richard Thompson solo stuff and that sort of thing. So it's really interesting. They, they sounded their most Southern to me um, when they went to London to record a record. So mm -hmm. that's interesting. So that's it. That's it. Well, good, good. That's, that's good stuff. My uh, recommendation, short and sweet. I, uh, you know, in the past, I've been a pretty huge fan of comic book type movies. And then I kind of got to where they all started looking alike to me for some reason. I mean, it's, you know, it's like they've got one plot and they put different characters in it or something. But uh, I watched this other one uh, on HBO Max called The Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson. And I would watch anything with Scarlett Johansson. And I, uh, I've got her picture hanging on my autograph picture hanging on my wall over here. I always thought she was just such a lovely lady and a uh, very talented actor too, especially in uh, that movie Love Song for Bobby Long. What a great movie, golly. Um, anyway, she's in this as several years before the Avengers Endgame. So it's kind of like an origin and how she came to be called Black Widow. And my recommendation is if you like nonstop action and crap blowing up and all that kind of stuff, this is your kind of movie because that's basically what it is. Uh, I was thinking about that movie almost famous when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was portraying Lester Bangs and he was telling the guy uh, to tell Rolling Stone it was a think piece. I love that phrase, think piece. Black Widow is not a think piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good old fashioned fun like the comic book but if you want some adventure and you don't have to really put a lot of thought into it just put that on and watch crap blow up and watch scarlet running around looking cute and that's good that's my recommendation so you go black widow i'll have to go i'll have to give that a shot <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah man. we're thinking we're thinking about going to see that so it's pretty good. Yeah, we got that uh, on your on your uh, on what, your Max there. HBO what what Max. what section of the show are we on, dude? Would oh, you you're back. Recommendations just in time. Have you got any? Yeah, I got one, man. Well, good. Throw it out it's, at us. Okay, it's it's free. It's free on YouTube, man. Y'all remember uh, the banana splits that used to come on yes. Friday morning? Remember the live action thing, Danger Island? The whole do. thing uncut in its entirety is on YouTube. Oh, wow. Uncensored? Yeah. Oh, Uncensored. Yeah. Uncensored. Yeah. 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 Somebody had put, 
somebody had posted under there. I don't know if y'all remember the show. I, I do. There was, there was a plot, I guess. Kind of. But uh, somebody had posted under there. Wow, this is like the original Lost. <laughs> They're on this sort of unnamed island in this oh, uncharted yeah. part of the Pacific, and there's always, you know, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's my, uh, yeah, that was it. Because, you know, I, I really put a lot of effort into it. I bet, I bet. What's next? HR pocket, HR puffing stuff. HR uh, pocket. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You should. Everybody should watch it just to see what Jan Michael Vincent was like before he was a tweaker. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, because he was about twelve, and the the uh, the female character uh, on the. Uh, show is ronnie troop who was uh her, her father wrote uh route 66 man oh, wow. oh wow and he, and yeah, he was on yeah he was on yeah. emergency the yeah, show emergency. emergency emergency show i remember that yeah 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 wow and, and, wrote, root, could, and wrote route 66 man. I, I could go i could go for a lactate with ringers right now oh geez that sounds so good God. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's cool, man. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to do this. And uh, like I said, I'm going to. Uh, Are we going to tell Rebel happy birthday? It's yeah, birthday. I'm glad you reminded me because I wanted to say this. Today's the Reb man's birthday. And uh, it's also and, Mark Emmerich's birthday. And Mark Emmerich. Mark. Mark. <laughs> yeah. Mark he's play, Emmerich. He's, he's playing with Marshall Tucker now. Playing with him? Mm-hmm. On a regular basis? Yeah, I don't think he's with cody anymore i didn't know it was tucker tucker yeah he wanted to long enough that's pretty good i, I didn't well, know and he, he he subbed a lot of stuff for him but his yeah regular yeah anyway well they changed happy, they happy changed. birthday mark Emmerich. happy birthday rebel rebel yeah rebel's been on a week vacation at the lake sending me pictures and making me jealous um Fuck. anyway Fucker. <laughs> all right so uh i'm gonna do this setup and then I'll get one of you to start and y'all can go around and all of you do your queen things. And hopefully by the time you get done, I'll be done. doing. I'll do, what I gotta I'll do. do my queen things, but I'm not wearing it, but I'm wearing, only wearing flats. <laughs> Are you wearing spandex? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, I like it. No, I like it. No, no, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no, they really don't, but that would be kind of weird. You're not exactly Freddie Mercury, I, but. I, I I really I really think people could go from seeing me in like a dress easier than they could go from seeing me. In yeah. <laughs> well, here's the setup for the thing. It's that uh, uh, July nineteenth, nineteen forty-seven. Uh, Brian May, coming up on July nineteenth, will be seventy-four years young. Brian May of Queen, Queen, born in London, England. Born Brian Harold May. English musician, singer, songwriter, record producer, author, astrophysicist, and university administrator. He's the lead guitarist of Queen. May was co-founder of the band with Freddie Mercury and drummer Roger Taylor. And really a real guitar. He's one of those innovators that he made his own style, built his own guitars and everything. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so... If you got five, it'll be great. Five great Queen songs. And uh, let's see. Who wants to go first? I know y'all are so anxious to talk about I, Queen. I think I think Jim ought to go first. Yeah, there you go. There you go. 
Jim, you go, you guys go ahead and I got to run an errand. I'll be back. I got to take my well, Griffey call. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Well, I mean, you know, um, I don't hate queen. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, you probably like the rest of us, man. I, I don't even dislike them, but I wasn't ever that, that, you know, I mean that big kind of arena rock heavy, you know, on the, on the, composition and stuff it, that just wasn't anything that i've ever listened to all that much yeah i know that that buff is a huge fan and the thing that puzzles me is i heard some time back now that at least in england and i think to some extent here when kids and i'm talking about people in their 20s or 30s talk about classic rock bands queen is like their favorite i mean queen has a huge following among younger people and I guess I don't get it, having lived through it. I mean, to me, Queen was, you know, a little bit overly dramatic, a little bit lighter on the rock and roll than they should be because they had some instances where they showed that they could rock. But, you know, just that over the top. Yeah, and let me let me get this out of the way. Every, you know, there's a huge contingent that talks about how Freddie Mercury is the greatest rock singer of all time. Freddie Mercury was an immensely talented vocalist. Yep. Okay. No question about it. Yep. You know, they're just from an objective point of view, he had an amazing range. He was great. His pitch was unbelievable. Blah, blah, blah. I'd rather listen to Bob Dylan sing, but well, that's, I, that's I, my I, personal idiosyncrasy. I, I, no, I guess. I'm, just, I'm the same with you, man. I mean, he, he, he technically is a, I mean, technically he is a great singer. Uh, that was you know, his voice never really lit me up and their material never really lit me up. Although I, I want to give them props for, uh, uh, and this is something I think worked in their favor with fans and kind of didn't work for me. First of all, man, I'm into honky tonk. You guys are into punk. Man, we precision's not a thing that we value all that much, man. And right. And you got to give it to Queen, man. That was the thing that they had in their compositions and their arrangements and their performances and their records. And I mean, man, it was precision and it was lots of moving parts and the moving parts fit perfectly. And we're more on the, we're well, all of us are more on the line of, well, it's got three chords and it's in the key of A, I'm going to count to four, let's start, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and uh and it's sort of that difference between something that's really scripted and something that, okay, we have a basic outline. Let's see if we can shoot and put some bullets inside the frame. Anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. but that. No, 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 that's 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 all right, because I'm do, just doing general thoughts before I dive into the, the songs. So, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the production was just overblown. And, and you know, that that's that's really weird because I love Roy Thomas Baker when he produces the cars. But when right. he produces Queen, it's just it's just too over the top. And I think that just means I like the cars better than I like Queen. Uh, and that's so, probably it. <laughs> so so and and they're all they're all really I mean, Brian Mays is, is a it seems to be like a cool guy. And he's a he's a really, really good guitar player. I mean, he, you know, he's, he is. And he's he, got he's a very a, he's a wizard. Man. And he's got a distinctive tone, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you know, it's him when you hear him, and you know, there's all kinds of objective reasons why Queen is a is a good rock band. Just you know, when it comes to you know any kind of gut level connection with me, they they really don't have it. And so, my favorite Queen songs are those that sound the least like Queen, right? Right. 
So yeah, that, that's gonna that's gonna probably be my so <laughs> so Mr. Beach knows me way too well because he predicted this, but number one, far <laughs> and away from me is tie your mother down. Yep. That is, you know, if more queen songs sounded like tie your mother down yep you know it's got a it's got great it's got that great guitar riff that signature riff um it's got it's got a sense of humor freddie mercury actually see i i heard this somewhere i don't know if this is accurate or if i'm misremembering it but i don't care because it's a good story is that brian may wrote the wrote the music and just called it tie your mother down and handed it to freddie mercury and assumed that he was going to change the title and change the words and freddie mercury just said no i'll write a song i'll write words to a song called tie your mother down take your little brother swimming with a brick that's all right you know it's just it's just it's so absurd and has such a great sense of humor and it doesn't have that over overblown pomp and circumstance stuff that most queen stuff does and I, I it's it's a truly to me it's a truly great song and i love that song and so that's all number one on my list now i didn't you know not being a queen fan i don't have queen in my collection when i was a teenager i had a 90 minute cassette that had news of the world on one side and jazz on the other and and i remember i had a, a particularly memorable date once where that song played that tape played over about three times on my auto reverse car cassette player so the next two songs i know news of the world pretty well news of the world had uh we will rock you and we are, are the champions neither of which are on my list but these I mean, next two yep, songs yep. <laughs> these next two songs are from the news of the world album and they will not be i predict on anyone's top five or ten or fifty or hundred top queen songs but I like them. the next one. So number two on my list is a song called Sheer Heart Attack. Now, Queen had an album called Sheer Heart Attack, but the song Sheer Heart Attack was not on that album. It was on um, uh, News of the World. The drummer, Roger Taylor, wrote it, played almost every instrument on it. Um, some of the guitar noises were made by Brian May. Uh, uh, Freddie Mercury <laughs> sings a little bit on it, but it is. Uh, it's it's the closest that they ever came to 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 acknowledging that punk rock existed uh and i guess the story is that roger taylor actually started it at the time they were doing the album sheer heart attack uh but uh, didn't finish it uh until news of the world and i think news of the world was the record they were recording down the hall while the pistols were recording never mind the bollocks and oh, they're wow. apparently apparently was a, uh, a, a one or two encounters between uh, Johnny Rotten and, and Freddie Mercury. If you can imagine <laughs> those two people even existing in the same universe, <laughs> let alone in the same recording that, studio. That, that is, a, that, yeah, that, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Sheer Heart Attack, check it out. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it shows that there's some rock and roll running through their veins. I just wish they would have done it more often. And then the next song is also from News of the World, and it again is does not feature Freddie Mercury. It's called "Sleeping on the Sidewalk," and it is a Brian May composition that Brian May actually sang. And in my in my memory banks, I did not listen to this to any of this before this, but in my memory banks, it sounds closer to ZZ Top than Queen. It's a three chord bluesy thing that uh, Brian May sings and plays some really cool overdriven guitar and it's kind of a mid-tempo almost shuffly uh, uh, tune and uh, and so being that the 
the occasion for this is Brian May's birthday. I've got to give it to Brian May for sleeping on the sidewalk from uh, from News of the World. And those are the three that I think of immediately. Um, I like uh, I like fat bottomed girls because it finally made the well, that, idea. That's, that's the only one on my list. <laughs> it finally made the idea of drop detuning make sense for me when I was a teenage guitar player. I'm like, oh, I get this drop D thing now by listening to fat bottom girls. Uh, I like, you know, I like crazy little thing called love, obvious, uh, Elvis pastiche. Elvis, yeah, right. The, but the best version of that, if you can find it, they were on Saturday night live and Brian May goes through three guitars in like two and a half minutes. He starts out playing acoustic. Then he switches to a Telecaster for the solo. Then he switches to the red special for the end. And it's really pretty cool the way he goes through those three. The, the uh, best version of that is, is Dwight Yoko. It, well, of course, Dwight Yoakam did a great version of that. Uh, Keep Yourself Alive of their songs that probably would make greatest hits is maybe my favorite because early on, again, they, they showed some ability to rock. And if, you know, and Somebody to Love is probably the song if someone said, what do you, you know, what do you identify Queen with? That's probably the best Queen song, in my opinion, that sounds like Queen. Uh, it's got a little R&B to it. Uh, you know, it's got a little bit of that kind of gospel feel uh, to it. It's Queen, so it's overblown, but um, but that's kind of the archetype of the of the decent Queen song. But those are you know that's what I came up with. Uh, you know I know a lot a lot of people love Queen and I just they just never quite did it for me. But play "Tie Your Mother Down" on on eleven, and uh, that's you know if they had more songs like that, man, I'd be a much bigger fan. You'd probably even own one yeah. of the records. <clears throat> Let me go next, man, because my list is really short. And uh, and, I, and I'll say, you know, the thing that Jim just said, man, they, they were not a band that I gut level connected with for the reasons I gave a minute ago. The 70s had a lot of bands like that, that if you just break them down, individual talent, everybody in the band is great. Everybody in the band can play. Songs are pretty good in some instances. I just they didn't they didn't speak to me. Queen was one of those bands. Genesis was one of those bands. I remember when everybody loved them, and I was like, eh, eh, okay, they you know, yeah, they're they're yeah, they can play, but didn't didn't do much for me. Uh, I think you you brought up one as a classic rock thing. So many uh like twenty somethings like uh you know or, or, I, I'm wondering if that has something to do with uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody being in almost every goddamn movie soundtrack for like 10 years or something, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, I have one song. Don't know what album it's from because I never owned any of their albums. Uh, um, Not at the opera. I had, uh, I had one single and it wasn't the one that's on my list. When I was like 14, somebody gave me a single of... Uh, you're my best uh, best friend. Is that the name of it? Uh, and it wasn't bad. You know, Queen stuff. Well done. Well put together. Well executed. Lots of vocals. Uh, and not a bad song. But you know, again, didn't didn't speak to me. So the only one I have is Fat Bottom Girls, which oh, I from think jazz. That, yeah, that's from jazz. Mm -hmm. I think that I think that that may be the best song about groupies that there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and uh, cer certainly it, it's uh, it's frames that in a little more realistic <laughs> kind of thing, man. 
those, you know, fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go around. And that's it. I'm passing it to whoever's next. Patrick done his yet? No, nope. I'll go. I'll go because I think I think you want to close, Buff. You're 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 the authority here. I think it's important to remember when Queen came along. I had no idea they were recording at the same time as, much less at the same place as the Sex Pistols. But it's important to remember when they came <laughs> along that they. Uh, well, that wasn't their first record. They'd been around for a long time. Man. Right. Well, when they came along, Led Zeppelin wasn't doing much, or at least they weren't doing that much that was interesting and attention-grabbing. And also the Rolling Stones were busy sucking in the 70s. And so they... they, they, they <laughs> doing, they, doing disco, man. They, 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 yeah. found, they, 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 found, they found an opening, uh, deliberately or not. And they, they might not have broken had not, they not enjoyed that accent of timing <clears throat> but whatever i get that kids today love them you know back when i was critiquing steve miller band was enjoying a second renaissance oh, and steve god and oh, really wow. <laughs> wow. and, and wow. steve miller is steve miller is still alive which we can't say for uh uh dear departed dear departed uh freddie but i'm i've got two second gyms uh, Tie Your Mother Down, which is just a great, great rock and roll song with a great, great guitar riff. It was one of the first things she ever showed me on guitar. Um, and, you know, it's got that three note lick and then the, you know, G, D, C, B, walk down. It's just all kinds and a great vocal. There are, there are several things that are great about Queen, whether they resonate with you emotionally or not. One is, uh, of course, Freddie Mercury's voice and his unapologetic hamminess. The second is uh, Roger May, Brian May's guitar playing and great, great, great tone. I believe he was most partial to Paul Reed Smith guitars, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, there's some great guitar solos on those records. I mean, I love, I love Mercury's vocals, but I'm always kind of waiting for the guitar break. And another thing that was really great about them was they, they were at times masters of when they weren't doing straight ahead rock and roll or anything remotely close to r&b <clears throat> they were masters at building to this uh you know ecstatic orgasmic peak where you just you know it just kind of buzzes through your body um and so of course the the the, the key example of that and one that cannot go unmentioned in this discussion even though it is painfully obvious it is the bohemian rhapsody in the room and it, it's, it, right, yeah. it's a masterpiece of composition and performance especially vocal performances yeah you know it's all it, kinds of fun you it's, know it's it's very interestingly put together man the arrangement is great and it flows from such and such yeah, and, yeah. and it and, and give you all that man it's great and I like to hear it about once every three or four years. I, I, I can stand to hear it more often than that, even though it has been parodied to death. Right. Uh, but it's, it's still just a great, great, great song. And I guess maybe, Jim, now that I think of it, maybe this young people queen rediscovery started with uh, Wayne's World. Yeah. That might yeah, have that, something yeah, to do. That, yeah. That, was, that was what I meant. That was a famous scene where they're, Mm -hmm. Singing along in the car yeah. and doing the, the choreographed head banging and arm waving and yeah, 
my third and final pick is not a Queen song because Queen was just barely, barely still a band by that point. But it's Under Pressure by Freddie and David Bowie, principally because it's a very minimal song. Secondly, because it's kind of a desperate song. You can tell that uh, Freddie was in a very vulnerable place. And thirdly, because if you sing a duet with Freddie Mercury, you got to have huevos the size of bowling balls. It's just a great song. Um, actually, I'm going to tack on one more. I'll make it four and I'll make it up to you next week. I'll have six. <laughs> because the story of uh, We Will Rock You When We Are the Champions is really interesting. I didn't know until very, very recently those two songs were not meant to be played as a single single. And then DJs started boy, playing. Boy, wouldn't that have been great? Yeah. <laughs> and then DJs started playing one side on one turntable, and then they put the other one when, when uh, We Will Rock You was over. So that's so cool. And it, it wasn't designed to be, but... I don't recall hearing either of those songs uh, any other way. And it's kind of the functional equivalent of waiting on the bus and Jesus has just left Chicago. Right. You can't, you can't divorce one from the other. So I'll leave it at four. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, yeah, those, those, are, those, those tracks lead off the news of the world. One thing, I, did you say something about Paul Reed Smith and Brian May? Yeah. I, I, thought, he, I thought he only played no. Les Pauls. No, he no, no. He built his own guitar. Made his, he made his uh, own guitar. Yeah. The Reds, uh, the Reds special, it's called. And now he's he's got uh, several different companies through the years have issued, uh, you know, facsimiles, reissues of the Red Special. And I oh, think okay. he's got his own signature now. His own comes. I don't know who's making them, but I mean, I think they're just have his signature on them. But the red special is iconic. He and his dad built it themselves. I did not. I did he not was know. A teenager. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did. I did not know that. I just. I, I didn't. I never examined what he was playing oh, man, terribly carefully. But um, it, it, they always reminded me of, of PRSs because of that double cutaway and stuff. Yeah. He. Yeah. I mean, he was playing the red special way before Paul Reed Smith started building guitars, and uh, you know he's got that that tone is part the red special and part his little. Uh, his little preamp called the Deakey yeah. because John Deacon, the bass player made this preamp for him that, that overloaded the input on his, on his Vox AC thirties. And that's kind of part of his uh, signature tone. Hmm. So oh, that's, uh, that's the good, that's the guitar geek episode uh, portion of the episode. Sorry, I, stand, I, I stand corrected. I want, I want to address something that, that you just said there, Pat, that, that those, uh, uh, we will rock you and we are the, champions or they're they're two separate songs and just jockeys round together and i wonder if that wasn't you know their earlier stuff like bohemian rhapsody that had all those kind of radical changes in the sections man they, they just set up perfectly like that mm -hmm. you know? yeah i mean yeah. and uh it's like you said i i actually you know know that they're two different songs but yeah i don't ever think about one without thinking about the other you can't yeah yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, You're up, buff. Dum, 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 dum. Thought I'd never Mr. Get... Smith goes to London. Well, and uh, speaking on what Jim said about Brian's guitar building, we need to keep in mind that all the members of Queen had master's degrees. They all were like major, major brainiacs. 
uh, including Freddie and uh, well, all of them, all of them. And uh, Brian, besides being an astrophysicist and a daggum electronics genius, I mean, he, this guy, he really, he developed, when he built a guitar, he also came up with his own sound that's not like anybody else, which I think that's cool. Yeah, um, but could he be? But can he build a talk box out of leftover lawnmower parts? He, he, yeah, well, I know what makes it null and void, doesn't it? Um, my number five, you've been talking about it already, and I had to put it in at number five, is Bohemian Rhapsody, 1975, went to number one. It is a and good like, song. It was great. And it was also the first time I ever saw a music video on and it was on the midnight special before mtv it was on the midnight special and i said wolfman jack said we got a short film for you and they played that now god almighty what is this it was mind-blowing um anyways from a night at the opera a few notes i wrote here the interlude is full of obscure classical characters scaramouche a clown from Commedia dell'arte. How about that? Astronomer Galileo. Figaro, right. the Figaro was the principal character in the Barber of Seville. And uh, Pinocchio's cat. Yeah, and Beelzebub, <laughs> of course, is uh, identified in the Christian New Testament as Satan, uh, prince of demons, but in Arabic as Lord of the Flies, also in Arabic, the word bismillah that he does in there is a noun for the phrase from the Quran. And I can't pronounce what it really is. It's got some, anyway, it comes from the Quran, but it means in the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. Uh, so it put all sorts of cool things in that song, not to mention all the different types of, uh, you know, changing from one thing to the other and back and forth. I thought, when I sat there and watched that video, I was like, this is just the strangest and most wonderful thing in the world. So anyway, I had to put that in at number five. Now I'm going to talk about the uh, four songs that are my real favorite Queen songs. Now, hey, b before you go any further, let me just say, I only had a one, one, five, one song list. I have a second song I was going to put on there. I didn't because I'm pretty sure it's going to be on your list. So go ahead, and that and that said, I, I just wanted I wanted to tell you that. So I really I really don't think it will be on my list, but it, I kind of avoided, um, except for Bohemian, I kind of avoided the hits, except maybe one kind of minor hit. But I like a lot of album cuts. This for, this first one I was going to talk about was um, from the debut Queen album, the first Queen album, and it's a song called Jesus. And uh, it, it, it plays like a Broadway show tune uh, with Brian playing some psychedelic sounding lead guitar. And it's the story of Jesus of Nazareth. And it's like this whole chorus of Freddy's, you know, multi-tracked. Right. We're all going down to see the Lord Jesus. Sounds like he came right out of Jesus Christ Superstar or something. But I actually love, 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 love the sound of that. Number three, another one I love um, comes from the album Innuendo called The Show Must Go On, written by Brian. Uh, 
Freddie and the band knew, but had not made public that he had HIV and AIDS, but his appearance spoke volumes as he lost more and more weight and became kind of frail. The song is about him approaching the end of his life. So he wrote this song called Show Must Go On, which is wonderful. Um, very good. And also uh, the number two ties right in with it. Another song that he did as his swan song is really pretty song called These Are the Days of Our Lives. It's on innuendo. Uh, and the, the last video that he ever made, he was just skin and bones. Instead, yeah. they took the color video and made it black and white so he wouldn't look quite as frail, but he looked frail. He looked like a skeleton. He looks right into the camera at the end of the film. <laughs> like says, a late stage Hank Williams stuff. Yeah, he looks like, right, that guy's already dead. <laughs> yeah, really. He looks right into the camera at the end and just whispers, I still love you. And it's just, God, it's heartbreaking. Brian has a completely amazing guitar solo on These Are the Days of Our Lives. I mean, just beautiful guitar solo. And my favorite, all-time favorite Queen song, it takes me right back to high school. I don't know why I love it so much, but it was a, it was on the, it was a kind of a moderate hit. It's called Killer Queen. From that, that, that was that was that would have been my second well she, it, i mean it's just got such a i don't know it's so catchy i just have to hear it ever so often from the album sheer heart attack now sheer heart attack was one of the first albums so it was like the first three or four albums were just full of stuff i mean there's so you know like the queen album had like march of the black queen and the white queen all this stuff that a lot of people never heard. It's more uh, artsy, but uh, I, I loved all that stuff, man. I thought it was real good. And while I'm at it, and uh, you know, while I got the floor, I want to say I'm going to throw out some honorable mentions. I know, you know, I'm sorry, but these are songs that almost made my list. "You're My Best Friend" from a night at the opera it was number ten single. Yeah, "Somebody to Love," which is wonderful. Not to be confused with Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> Tie Your Mother Down, which you've already talked about. The heavy blues rocker with aggressive vocals. We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions, which I already talked about. The two for a bicycle race and Fat Bottom Girls. Now, nobody mentioned bicycle race, but bicycle race was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. And I bought that jazz album. I was like, what the heck? Crazy little thing called love. I love that little rockabilly number. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it right now. Any more comments on Queens? No, but I, I want to pick next week's topic. Well, I already got it, but go ahead. I got yeah. one you're going to love. Yeah, I got one you're going to hate. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, All here right. it is. I, I, got, I thought about this when you were talking about Brian May and, and you know, reading his credentials besides being a, a guitar player, you know, he's like a rocket science. Okay. I believe, uh, I believe one, one possible correction. Uh, I believe he has a doctorate now. Okay. He does. Yeah. Anyway, next week's topic, guitar players that have Suck. second careers are 
you know, our, our ex expertise in something that you would be kind of surprising if you only knew them as musicians. Does it, does it have to be a guitar player? No, it can be anybody. Got it. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> what? It can, can be any musician. Oh, any music, any well-known musician. It does, they don't even have to band. be all that well-known as long as they got some records out you've heard of. There you go. Yeah. Cause, That'll uh, be fun. That'll be fun. I like that. Yeah, and, and you know we're going to overlap every, all over the place. Who all has already mentally put uh, Skunk Baxter on their list? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm writing that down because I'll forget that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, all right. And, yeah. And, all right, we'll do that. And, and, then and, the I, week and after, I may not have five. Mind. I may only have three. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> If you want to plan ahead, go ahead and put it in your notebook that the week I'm after. Not, why in the hell would I want to plan ahead? The week after is going to be uh, the best of Graham Parsons. Uh, yeah, man. We could do that one like now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's any, involved in any band or solo or anything. And, so. And, uh, and Jim has the first two Burrito Brothers albums on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, I've, got, I've got Gilded Palettes on vinyl, but I don't have Yeah, so does Jim, and I hadn't got to sit in there and listen to him and drink whiskey. I got my I got my stereo in top working condition, so... I'm, hey, man, we're going next, next, next month, we'll month. do that. Yep. Yeah, right. I can't wait. Man, it's, yeah, just about a month, just about a month from now. Yep. Well, all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to go out on Kill, uh, Killer Queen by Queen. That's a good one, man. It, it yeah. was one of two on my list. Yeah. Good job, Bill. All right, guys. I've enjoyed it. Y'all take care. We'll see you in the funny papers. Talk Be good. Guys guys don't later, get man. caught. Happy hey. birthday, Rebel and Mark Emmerich. We Happy love birthday. you guys. Be good. Or right. good on somebody you. else. Top. She keeps them always shunned on in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. And at a time of imitation, you can't take Caviar and cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer queen, got body gelatine. Guaranteed to blow your mind Recommended at the price Insatiable and appetite Wanna try? To avoid complications She never kept the same address In conversation She spoke just like a baroness Little man trying to She couldn't care less, fastidious and precise. She's a killer, queen, gunfire, gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind.
momentarily out of action, temporarily out of action. Absolutely dry. That's a good one. That's up. I think probably my all time favorite song by Queen called Killer Queen. I remember when that came out on a 45, man. Well, we thank you for tuning in. The program today was brought to you by the Cuds. Uh, by the Cuds. What am I talking about? It was brought to you by Springer Mountain Farms, man. Springer Mountain Farms, baby. Do you like chicken? Well, they've got fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with none of the junk. No hormones, no steroids, no antibiotics. It's healthier. It's better for you. If you want chicken and you want good chicken, healthy chicken, go to get it from Springer Mountain Farms. Get more information or order online. Have it take it brought right to your door. SpringerMountain.com. SpringerMTN.com. Programs also brought to you by the Box Masters. That rock and roll combo from Los Angeles. Featuring good old Southern boy, Billy Bob Thornton, AKA Bud Thornton, who plays drums and sings lead. And he and JD Andrew write all the songs that make the whole world sing. <laughs> you thought it was Barry Manilow, but no, it's Bud and JD. Yeah, the new album's that called Light Race is killer. You gotta get it, you gotta hear it. You can get it on vinyl, download or CD or all three of the above. How about that? Also, the tour dates, the tour dates are getting ready to hit the road, and the tour dates are on the website. So, if you get any opportunity whatsoever, you need to go and see the Box Masters. And you can find out all about everything albums, tours, everything at theboxmasters.com. Theboxmasters.com. All right, baby. Well, that's it. And thank you so much for uh, listening to us today. And please come back every time. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>